to jump into the Word of God, and I want you to get your Bibles, and I want you to go to Psalms, the 19th chapter, and the first verse. And the Bible reads, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. I want to minister a message to you this morning entitled, What Creation Said. What Creation Said. As we start this new series, this series is all connected to the glory of God. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. The glory is God's divine presence. The glory is God's manifested presence. It is not the understanding of God being everywhere all the time. We know that God is omnipresent, but there's something very unique and different about his glory. It's not just the fact that he's everywhere all the time. When his glory is revealed or his glory comes, we can sense the manifested presence of the Lord. It is like, it is almost tangible. And I believe in this revealed series, as we go through this process of understanding the power of God's glory, let me prophesy to you out the gate that you're about to experience encounters with the presence and the glory of God like anything you've ever experienced before. God's glory and presence, his presence, his manifested presence is coming upon your life in a very tangible way. And there'll be testimonies of people who will share that they almost felt as if God was literally touching them. It will be as almost that they felt a natural hand upon them, but it will not be anything natural, but it will be the supernatural power of God. The Bible makes it very clear out of Psalms 19 and 1 that the heavens, catch this please, talks. The heavens talk, and the heavens are talking about the manifested presence of God. The heavens, creation, is talking about the glory of God. Check this out for a moment. By observing how specific and exact the inner workings of creation are, one can only point back to God. When you sit and you see how amazing creation is, somebody is behind all of this. Come on. When you begin to see what God has done in creation, it should pull you to a place of worship. It should pull you to a place of honor of God because look at what he's done. There's so many people who want to say that all of this happened because of evolution and wants to say that we went through this whole process and, and all of this. But I need you to understand that the earth was created with intentionality. That the presence of God came into the earth. God himself came into the earth and began to create what we are experiencing. So when you look at the trees, when you hear the sound of the water, it ought to take you to a place of worship. The truth is that many of us have been so stuck into how we worship God. We're like, let's get into our prayer closet. And I get it. You know, it's a real thing. We find places where we consecrate as worship to God. Many of us are like, hey, I want to be in the house of God. Like, we're fighting right now. Like, some of us want to sock somebody in the throat. It's how bad we feel about getting back into the physical walls of the church. But have you ever taken a moment to pay attention to creation and allow the power of creation to draw you to a place of worship. I love what Romans chapter 1 and verse 20 says. It says this, For since creation, since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. Did you hear what I said to you? Since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. 
God is invisible. But when you see nature or you see creation, then he is all of a sudden revealed. There are parts of his character and there are parts of his ideas and the way he sees us and the way he sees his creation, we see in his creation. When you look at what he created, now what it was invisible becomes visible about the God of heaven. The Bible says being understood by the things that are made. God is understood by the things that he made. I love it. So I want you to take a moment and I want you to think about really quickly. Some of you, you're at home. I want you to take a minute. Look out the window for a second. Some of you, some of you are at work. Look out the window for a second. I want you to look at the sky and I want you to see the expanse of the sky. When you see the expanse of the sky, I wanted to communicate to you the expanse of your God. You don't know where the sky begins and you don't know where the sky ends, but you know the sky is there. The sky even itself communicates how expansive God is. The truth is, someone uh, years ago, my, one of my children asked me, Daddy, who is God's mom? And I said, here's the truth. God doesn't have a mom. <laughs> God doesn't have a beginning part. He was here before there was the beginning. My God, I feel the anointing already. He was here before there ever was a start. And so there is no way that we can trace his beginning spot. And when you look at the sky, you begin to visualize and understand that God is expansive all by himself. Creation is talking to us today and creation is revealing the glory of God in our lives. The Bible goes on to say that being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. We should be without excuse for understanding who God is, how he operates, because he's giving us the gift of creation. Did you hear me? I said he's giving us the gift of creation. God's glory is displayed by the things that are around us. His invisible qualities, his power is being revealed to us right now. And sometimes we don't even get to the place of really honoring and thanking God for what he created. We got so busy. I live in California. And as we go from place to place, I never really see the mountains. It takes for somebody to come out of state. And usually I'll have guests here who are ministering or I'll have friends that come to town and they look at the mountains and say, oh my God, the mountains are beautiful. And I'm like, huh? What? Oh, the mountains, they are there. What happened? We become common with the amazing things that God has created around us. And I don't want you to become common with it. I want you to get to a place, watch this, of gratefulness of what he created. Because I want you to understand something. Some of us and our connection with the creation, it's not that we simply don't honor what God has created in that the stars, in the sky, and the trees, and the water. It is also translated to us not understanding the beauty of our creation the beauty of what he's created in you. We oftentimes can't see it because we have become common, if you will, with creation as a whole. But take a moment today and pay attention to creation. Creation's talking to us. Instead of looking to human wisdom, instead of trying to find and make your own sense of things, instead of going to knowledge and going to books and going to seminars, would you take a minute? Listen to creation. God is drawing you 
to a place of understanding His glory. Because we haven't paid attention to creation in this way, we have missed out on the revelation of His glory that He wants to reveal to us. Have you ever felt close to God because of creation? Most of us have experienced the sense of the presence of God we have, and we sense them at some point in our lives. We felt like God is here. We felt like God is there. But I want to challenge you while we're on this journey of the revealed glory of God that you would find some spaces in creation and listen to him talk to you through the sound of the trees, the wind through the tree. Listen to him talk to you through the power of the running water. There is something that God is revealing to you and that he wants you to make wants to make you aware of. Job chapter 12 and verse 7. It says, but now ask the beasts. They will teach you. Did you hear what that said to you? Job said, ask the beast. Ask the created thing. It's going to teach you something. And the birds of the air, for they will tell you. Or speak to the earth, and it will teach you. And the fish of the sea will explain to you. Oh, my God. Who are among you? Let's read it again. Verse 9 says, who are among you? These do not know that the hand of the Lord has done this, in whom his hand is a life of every living thing and breath of all mankind. Creation is teaching us today. Listen, to seek God without the notice of creation is to miss out on one of God's tangible ways of speaking to us. Now, I'm not becoming a mystic. I'm not becoming an individual who sits and worships creation. That is not what I'm telling you. But I want you to understand that you don't have to worship creation in order to hear what God is speaking to you through it. Some of us have missed out on opportunities because you've only welcomed the floor and you've only welcomed the pew and you've only welcomed the wall. But as you get out in this journey of reveal, God is showing you something right in his creation. This is what I want you to get about God. Creator was the first name that he even introduced himself as. When God first started, the first thing he told you was that he was creator. If you read in the Bible, in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, the first chapter and the first verse of the Bible shows God as creator. He's not a creator or someone who simply creates but the Bible makes it clear he is creator because through him all things were made and without him nothing was made that was made. Come on, John chapter 1 and 3, you know that. Our God brought to life everything that exists. And the powerful fact is this, that even in the scriptures where in the Hebrew, the name given to God in Genesis, Genesis is the word Elohim, that's his name. And it's translated, please get this, strong one strong one. All that God created shows how awesome he is in his strength. We find that through the power of him being created. Creator, if you don't understand him as creator, and if you don't pay attention to his creation, you miss out on the strength, a certain level of his strength that's revealed to you. So what are we doing? We're going on a journey now through this series called Revealed for this aspect of grabbing a hold of this and this alone. God wants to draw you in deeper, hear this, to his glory. He wants to draw you in. There is a pulling, hallelujah. 
There is a driving, praise God, to the presence of the Lord in a way that you haven't seen them before. You've been asking for something new. And I feel like the Lord wants to release new upon your devotion time, new upon your worship time, new upon your praise time. He wants to release the newness, hallelujah, of heaven and earth upon your life. There's something fresh that God wants to do. And some of you have felt stuck in your time with God. But I'm telling you, even as I sit here in the midst of creation now, God is using this message to say, I have something I want to say to you. I feel this glory. I have something I want to reveal to you. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. I have something I want to say to you. The word that I've been sensing so strongly is this word, intimacy. Intimacy. There are things that have been intimacy blockers and religion. Write this down. It's an intimacy blocker. Why? Religion creates ungodly routines. Sherman, you teaching good. Thank you, Sherman. I said religion creates ungodly routines or routines that stop you from the presence of the Lord, that stop you from capturing what he has available for you. And so what we've got to do today is that we've got to break the power of religion off of you. And I know you're used to this and you want God to talk a certain way. But I heard the spirit of the Lord say this. He said, tell my children, I'll talk however I want to. I'll use whatever I want to use to speak to them. And some of you have wanted to just get into a prophetic line. Or you wanted to just hear from a prophet. But the Lord says, I'll talk in whatever way I want to. And you're, the Lord is opening your spirit, hallelujah, to be able to hear him and to receive him, glory to God, in ways you have not before. The Lord said, let me speak to you. Listen, I've got something to say. So this whole idea of intimacy is this idea of proximity. Intimacy, I want you to think, of drawing nearer drawing nearer and as you draw nearer to God you've got to remove anything that tries to block your intimacy with him oh we so now we've got to talk about the thing that separates us you want more glory you want to experience the manifested presence of the Lord hear me then you got to remove the blockers one of the biggest blockers that exists that stops us from experiencing God in the way we should. Listen to me, please. It is sin, perpetual sin. Do I know that grace is available? Without a doubt. Do I know God's grace is here and now? Yes. Do I know that God is a forgiver of sins? Without a doubt. I'm not talking about something that I went into and then I moved into repentance, that I moved out of that. I'm talking about perpetual, consistent sin that will create a void. God's love doesn't change, but you will get to a place where you won't sense his love like you did in other seasons because the weight of sin, my God, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. We don't preach that no more. I said that the wages of sin is death. And what begins to happen is that the enemy, watch him, he wants to draw you into sin so he can cause death to your intimacy. My God. I said he wants to draw you into cycles so that he can make sure that you're no longer intimate with God. When we think intimacy, majority of us 
think of intimacy having to do with a husband and a wife knowing each other in a biblical way. I'm being cryptic because I know children are watching. When we think intimacy, a lot of us, we think going to a place where we know each other in a biblical way. But intimacy is without and beyond. Beyond. I said beyond just connecting with someone physically. That's what some of your problem is now. That's why your knowing life, right? Knowing your spouse life, your spouse spouse life is not hot right now. This is just for free. I'll tell you why it's not hot. Because you think that intimacy is physicality. But there is more to intimacy than it is placing your anatomy someplace. I, it got quiet on the, in the comments. Hello? I said, you've got to get to a place where you understand that intimacy is the idea of the connection from heart to heart. That's what Satan wanted to do. When he came in Genesis, you are preaching good today. Thank you, sir. When you came, when he came into Genesis, his idea was let me block the intimacy. Let me block the heart-to-heart experience that man has with God. But I hear the Lord saying right now, I'm looking for my friends. I feel the Holy Ghost here. I'm looking for my friends. I want to connect with them in a new way, and I want to draw them. But you've got to remove the intimacy blockers. Another intimacy blocker is this idea of giving your heart to some place or some person when it belongs to God. No, it's not frozen. <laughs> yes, I'm going to say it every week. I'm just making sure you got it. Listen to me. You've got to understand this, that oftentimes you've given parts of your heart to people who don't deserve it. And so then you stop the intimacy with God. People that your heart doesn't belong to. Do not give your heart away prematurely. My God, I said do not give your heart away prematurely. Make sure that you give your heart at the right time. Why am I in this? Let me say this. Are you dating right now? You don't give your heart away. It don't belong to them yet. Until you get to the place of marriage. You don't give your full heart away. It's nothing wrong with loving someone that you're dating. But you don't get to that place. Why? When you just get all enthralled and you're not even married yet, you start losing parts of your heart that belong to God. You need to make sure that you're not giving your heart to seasons that are past. You got to make sure you're not giving your heart to physical places that God no longer wants your heart to be connected to. And it blocks your intimacy with him. Listen, I want to give you some principles that will draw you closer in to his glory and understanding him. When we look at God as creator and we pay attention to creation, there's three things I want you to get. Number one, God is full of power. Write that down. God is full of power. He is the God of all creation, right? And his, his power is seen through the fact that he was able to create. A matter of fact, the word created over in Genesis, when he created, it's the word bara, bara. And this is what bara means. It speaks of something only God can do. It's a power that only God has, right? There's a power that only he makes available. But here's the truth. He's willing to share this power with you. When you begin to worship God, your intimacy grows and you connect with him as creator and his glory is revealed in creation, something powerful happens. I sense right now 
the transfer of creative powers. You hear me? I said, I sense the transfer of creative powers. As you begin to worship him as creator and allow for him to reveal his glory, even in the midst of creation, you're about to create at a level and a speed. I want to talk to every creative that's out there and even those who don't think they're creative. No one should ever open your mouth and say, I'm not creative. It's a lie from the pit of hell. If the creator lives in you, you are creative. If the creator lives in you, you are anointed to create. If the creator lives in you, you've been graced to create. Not maybe paint. Maybe you're not a singer. Maybe you're not a writer. But you're to create systems and cultures in your family. You're to create the life that God has called for you to build. God is interested in you understanding his power. He is a God that is full of power and is seen in his creation. Here's number two. God is intentional. He's intentional. God created all things for his pleasure. Revelation 4 and 11, we see it there. He also created all things for his praise. We see it in Romans 11, 36. And for his people, we see it in Psalms 84 and 11. He's intentional. What he built was built with intentionality. There's a reason why the sun sets in the way it does. There's a reason why the moon rises in the way it does. God has set things up with intentionality. Have you doubt about your even your physical body and all of the systems within it? The intentionality in which God created ought to pull you to the place of worship. To the place of worship. When you see God's intentionality, worship him with all of your might. Here's number three and the last point. God loves intimacy. He loves intimacy. He loves friendship. The verse in Genesis literally says that in the beginning, Elohim created, right, the heavens and earth. Elohim is the compound word in the Hebrew. El speaks of God's strength, as I mentioned earlier, and unlimited power. But the last part of the word means to keep a promise or covenant. That word covenant is an intimacy word. That's, that's a deeper relationship. He's not just bringing you in, then pushing you out. I like it like this. I want to say it like this. It's a forever thing. I want you to type in the comments right now. It's a forever thing. This relationship with God, God's love for us, the way he cares for us, it's a forever thing. He's not up and down like everybody else. He's not topsy-turvy like everybody else. It's a forever thing. And he wants you to know that he is committed to you. That's why he wants you to pay attention to the creation around you. And he wants you to see his manifested presence through it. Why? Because he wants you to grab a hold of, I created this for you. I created this because I love you. I created this because I care. God loves intimacy. He's a personal God. And he's chosen to reveal himself, giving every one of us an innate awareness of him. He wants you to be alert to his movements, aware of what he's doing. I love Psalms 19 and 1. Let's end where we begin. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament show his handiwork. God is talking through creation. And as many of you go through the process 
of worshiping God and honoring God. Breaking out of your box. Some of you, if your parks are open, you're going to take a trip to the park this week. For some of you, you're going to go out on your porch. For some of you, you, if your beaches are open, you're going to go to the beach. And you're going to spend some time with God. That's your homework this week. Spend time with God in creation. That's your homework. Spend time with God in creation. And I want to prophesy to you what's going to happen. As you spend time with God in creation, this word is about to be activated. And I want to prophesy to the people watching, hey, glory, that there's going to be seven days of supernatural release. As you spend time in creation, there is going to be an opening of your ears, hallelujah, and there will be an opening of your eyes where heaven, hallelujah, is about to show you some things that you have never seen before, and you're going to understand parts of your purpose, parts of your destiny, parts of God's love is about to be revealed to you. The glory of God is God's, listen, manifested presence, and he wants it to come on you. So I want you to do right where you are. Lift your hands right where you are. Lift your hands right now. Something special is happening. This word, love you, God. This word is being activated. My God, right now, I sense, right now while I'm teaching you, there is a wind that literally just begin to blow right now, natural wind. And I feel like it's even an affirmation of God, of what he's begun, of what he's about to send to your life. Hear me, the wind of God is about to hit your life, and you're going to sense it like it's a natural wind. Hallelujah. Something special is about to happen in your life as he begins all glory, as he begins to reveal himself. Hallelujah. To the power of creation. Your eyes will see, my God, the glory of God. It shall be revealed, my God. It shall be revealed. And there is a greater glory coming upon your life. And there's a greater glory coming upon your family. And there's a greater glory coming upon your business acumen. You are about to receive, my God, the presence of the Lord in a way we have not seen before. And we will not be churches that are stick to routines. And we will not be churches that are stuck to our experiences. But here comes the glory. Yes, here comes the glory. I'm telling you what he showed me. He's revealing his glory to the church of America in ways she has not seen it before. And you will not go back to what you have known, but your hearts will be open to the glory of God in your life. I've got to go, but I'm telling you what I sense here. Is it a new day? Hallelujah. It's a new moment where he is revealing his glory in your life is coming. If you feel with the Holy Ghost, I want you just to start praying in the spirit real quick. I'm trying to let this go, but I'm stirred. I need you to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. If you're not filled with the spirit, with the evidence of tongues, just pray in your understanding. But wherever you are right now, hallelujah, there's a moment. I know it's being translated through this screen. There is a moment that says, Abatura Santa. There is a moment that's being opened up in the spirit. I don't want you to miss it. Come on, take a moment right now. Listen, you can invite somebody right now. You can still press that share button. 
Something powerful is opening up in these moments. I want you to worship God and I want you to receive the wooing out of the hearts the pulling out of the sore of the Holy Ghost. He's calling you to another place of revealed glory that He's sending into your life. I release it upon your head and upon your house in the name of Jesus.